Hi, I'm Amanda Connor. And I'm Jimmy Palmiotti, and you're listening to Real, Real Nerds, Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2016 and beyond. I am Ryan, and this week is just me and Brad again. Hey, Brad, how's it going? I'm all right. How you doing? Good. You look tired, man. Yeah, I'm busy as usual. I know. Yeah, just doing so much shit. Always doing something. Man, I wish there was something really cool happening with one of your movies. <laughs> you know what? Why don't we play the trailer for Jean Claude Van Damme's Damn Van, and then tell people where they can see it next? I take it you took care of the reporter. We're just not a problem. We have a new one. The evidence. Two floors in a damn van acquired it. In a couple hours, Mayor Knob is going to blow up Paradise Stadium to build his new van. I'm in the pulpit. <laughs> You're my sister from the future? When I learned that Mayor Knob was going to have you murdered to prevent evidence of his corruption from getting out, I defected from the time court to come back and see. The sons of me. Sudden death. Hand over the file. Or I'll spill your blood and take it from you. You, what are... It's an H-800. Killer cyborg! Run for your life! What's gonna happen here? Justice. Justice happened here. Your justice is rough. Yeah, I know. You are more despicable than I even realized. <laughs> I love it. How can somebody so sleazy be in charge of the city? I'll make sure Nob gets what he deserves. I own this city. Oh, yeah. This is John Clyde's damn band, son. Where they use the city's money to expand yeah, their Get the damn van! Dude, not only can they see it in Denver, but where can they see it next? Uh. Uh, as far as I know, Jean-Claude Van Damme is heading to Kansas City, Missouri. Nice. For the uh, KC Masterpiece. Oh. <laughs> What's the slogan for that? I forget. Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, but it's a barbecue sauce. I haven't seen a commercial sauce. for yeah. in ages. Um, um, remember those like Pace Picante commercials? Oh, yeah. <laughs> New York City. Yeah. yeah. Of course. But that's not KC Masterpiece. Uh, yeah, there's a there's an arts festival that... Um, uh, Jeremiah Zentz, who did the uh, Art of Acting Out series, mm-hmm. web series, um, he gathered up a bunch of Denver filmmakers stuff, and uh, there's gonna be some real nerds episodes there too. So, oh wow, um, just waiting cool. to find out when the exact schedule. Yeah, because uh, I looked on their website, their dates are like ten days long. So, uh, or yeah. the festival yeah. is. I'm not gonna go for all two weeks, but but two maybe just a weekend. Yeah, weekend. That'd be that'd be fun. Yeah. Are you gonna fly or drive? I'm gonna drive. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like six hours there. Yeah. Six seven hours. 
Um, unless, you know, a plane's really cheap, which I doubt it will be, but probably not. Yeah. It'll probably be the same price. So. <laughs> yeah. You have to look into it, but no, Kansas city is a cool city. Yeah. I've been um, there before. Yeah. I went and saw the Broncos play there 12 years ago. I think. Ooh, an Arrowhead stadium. Yeah. And you weren't murdered. No. And in fact, it was, um, the game, I don't know if you remember it, uh, Jake Plummer threw like five touchdown passes and we won like 42 to 13 or something. And at the beginning of the game, it's just me and my cousin. We were sitting like pretty high up. And I just, the thing I remember the most, we were surrounded by red. And me and him both had on our blue Jake Plummer jerseys. So it was like all red and us two blue. And actually, they were really nice. They didn't give us too much problem. And towards the end of the game, when it started thinning out, they uh, didn't say anything to us because we kicked their asses. I think Shannon Sharp caught like four touchdown passes that game. Nice. Three or four. I can't remember. I know it was the biggest game of his career. It was fun. Because it's really unusual when you stand up and you're the only ones cheering in the stadium. I mean, there was a, sm- a like a smattering of Bronco fans everywhere. No but... one tried to fight you. No, no mm. one did. No one did anything to us. <laughs> I think it's because they knew their team was horrible and our team was really good. Last uh-huh. year, the Broncos went fourteen and two. But you know, there's there's still like drunk alpha males that that's true can't stand yeah. not losing. So yeah, I didn't run into them. I, I think maybe too because we were so high up. You know, maybe it's not as. I mean, they're all fans, but maybe not as diehard because they can't afford the... Oh, were you in like the the 300s, yeah. I guess? Okay, yeah. yeah. So maybe they... Um, were That's just more nicer. the walk-in crowd. Yeah. yeah. But it was fun. And Kansas City is fun. Just make sure you stay in the nice neighborhoods. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, hey, KC's known for barbecue, too. So make sure you hit up some barbecue joints. Hell, yeah. In fact, I think if I remember correctly, it has like the best barbecue place in America. You have to look it up... Um, I don't remember what it's called, but I know there's a really, really famous barbecue place there. Yeah, but have they checked all the barbecue places in America? Oh, I'm sure they have. <laughs> I'm sure they have. But no, that's exciting. You're actually going nationally with yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme's damn van. Pretty and, sweet. Um, yeah, that's really cool. And did you have to submit it, or are they just like, hey, we want to play this? Um, yeah, Jeremiah's uh, just, you know, he wanted to show a bunch of Denver stuff, and he asked if I could have he if he could have Real Nerds episodes, so... I let him, you know, download a few, and then um, I was like, "Do you want Jean Claude at all?" He's like, "Sure." Um, oh, nice. Uh, he, at first, he wasn't because he had a certain amount of time, but then they expanded mm-hmm. the amount of blocks for him, mm-hmm. so he had to fill the time. So he's going to do Jean Claude as well. So, have you? Uh, do you have like um, like a ten minute clip of Jean Claude you can show if it's like short to give people like a taste of it? Or I don't, but I should. Uh, the only thing uh, I mean, the trailer kind of does that. It's so hard to sell that movie though because you kind of have to see it. You don't want to spoil the gags. Yeah. Yeah. The only scene I could think that might be a fun scene to show in a little th- uh, clip is uh, the big fight with all the ninjas coming out of the car. Because mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, a scene where everybody can like, kind of get the humor and you're not really spoiling anything in it. Yeah, but as soon as you see that trunk open up, I guess it's the gag is that it's over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, no, congratulations. That's cool. Thanks, yeah. So Next stop, uh, New York Comic Con, hopefully. Oh, that Really? You're going to try it? I already submitted it. Did you really? Very cool. No, because of Denver Comic Con, I, f- I feel like it's not going to happen either. Well, you never know. Yeah. And if you get it, man, that's awesome. Theirs is October, so I guess there's still time to notify me, but, you know, Denver Comic Con never came through with a yes or no. Well, so. don't worry, Brad. We got we got the business card of the guy who's yeah, in charge of real heroes. I feel real comforted <laughs> that he's on top of that. Yeah, that just made me laugh when he gave that. I, I wanted to say something to him so bad, but I, I was quiet. should have. I know I should have, but... I was quiet. I says, okay, yeah, let him know that he already submitted this to you. It's like, you don't believe me. He has the <laughs> confirmation confirmation email on his phone. It's right here. I know. Ugh. It's one of those things where I was like, 
it was just me like all my friends were disappointed too like they really wanted to well the thing too is because you could have had a panel and everything yeah and i although i guess most people don't actually go to those screenings i I know it's a hard one because the problem is is when you're in a huge con like that i mean you're competing against celebrities celebrities yeah but you know i still think it'd be cool because now denver comic-con is the third largest con in america you know there's i think now there'd be enough people to kind of trickle in uh to see it so anyways good for you who cares <laughs> go go to festival in kansas city and promote the yep. shit out of your movie take a little road trip just have fun uh, secret to life uh every week we go see a new movie on real nerds podcast and we podcast our experience of the world this week we went and saw spy i just did yeah okay <laughs> i was just checking <laughs> i got up this morning i was like i wasn't gonna see it and then i thought about last week and like oh god can we do another week of ryan just like saying what that movie is and me going and then what happened <laughs> um but i was like i guess like if i go at 10 a.m and knock it out in two hours like i won't feel like i wasted my day and well, it's like six bucks so yeah dude did you go to the alamo no to the highlands ranch man i went to denver west and this is no knock against Denver West, but when you go to the Alamo, they only show like three trailers. You go to Denver West, it was 25 minutes of trailers. Yeah. And, you know, it's not a bad thing if it's movies I want to see, but like half of them, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. And this is the first time um, I've like gotten in for trailers and been like, fuck this, I'm going to concessions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because they, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, like the last, was it Mad Max a couple times? It was like 10. 11 trailers i was just like really come on yeah i mean i know they need to promote the movies but (laughs) they don't need 25 minutes worth of trailers uh especially when uh they don't put all the cool ones in i know if there's a red band trailer i'll happily sit through it but if it's like yeah or you know if they put you know star wars and batman in it and stuff (sighs) yeah i still haven't seen the batman superman on the big screen i know i can't believe that yeah you didn't even see the mad max no because i saw it when i saw mad max i've seen mad max five times (laughs) it's unbelievable (laughs) I wonder if they only had it on for like a week or something. I mean, I, I haven't seen Mad Max and like I guess I did see it in a mass theater. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just hmm. not lucky. Same same company, Warner Brothers. Weird. Yeah. Anyways, that's what we do. We also talk about movie news, what's coming out on Blu-ray, movies we've been watching, and TV shows we've been watching, and um, comic books. I have a comic book. I also wrote a review of it this week, but I'll just talk about it on the show as well. Um, yeah, we just do movie stuff, and Brad makes movies, so go see. It at what was the name of that festival? Casey Fringe Fest. Fringe, Fringe Fest. Fringe festival. Fest. So Casey yeah, Fringe Festival. Yes, and it's not just movies; it's all art and everything too. Yeah, I guess there's like performance art. Oh, cool. Wall art, uh, theater stuff like that. So it'll be probably really busy then. Yeah, and then just a new audience. That's all you need. We'll see. I'll go check it out. Let you know. What do you want to do first, Brad? Um, also, don't forget to listen to all the fucking interviews I posted. Oh, yeah. Because they're all up there. They are. <laughs> this year. And you know what, Brad? I really want to thank you because you still have to put the ones from last year. But by you putting those up, we got like 50 more followers on Twitter. Did we? <laughs> yeah. 27 more likes on Facebook. And our posts are reaching really far now. All, all just off the Telluride Horror Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that one and uh, the Amanda Connor one reached like 400 people. Oh, cool. So, so yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. So thank you, everybody. And everybody who sat down and interviewed us. I can't, uh, I, I, you know, when I, I've listened to them all, and it took me all week to listen to them all. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. So I haven't even listened to them all. So it's, uh, so thank you for sitting down with us and taking time out of your Denver Comic Con to hang out with us. Tell us about your cool stuff. Yeah, we appreciate it. 
Um, cool. Well, we'll start with what's coming out on Blu-ray because that just happened to be on my iPad when I opened it. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Uh, the, the big release this week is Kingsman Secret Service, which I'll probably get. I actually really liked that movie. Did you like it? Uh, it was all right. Um, it was more fun than I thought it would be, but I don't know if I'm like anxious to see it again. Gotcha. Um, they also have... It looks like one, two, three... There's five movies in called The Golden Years Collection uh, from 1939, and it has movies like Gone with the Wind, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, yeah, so Dodge City, just a bunch of big movies. So that's the second highest-selling Blu-ray hmm. this week. So old people are getting on Blu-ray, I guess. Um, Foxy Brown is coming out on Blu-ray. Um, Speaking of old people, um, <laughs> at Spy Today, mm-hmm. like... And during like the last trailer before the movie, um, this old lady in a walker and her friend um, came in, and like as soon as they came in through the walkway, chatty as fuck, um, <laughs> like trying to figure out where should we sit? Um, how about this spot? No, it's it's tough to sit fit in here with walker and everything. And it's like, <laughs> and then finally um, they sat down and started talking to the trailer. And I was like, oh god, here we go, like daytime movie, yeah. old people what the what the hell and then someone like near them went shh <laughs> and that was the end of it nice i love it yeah it, my audience was really old too and i saw it i like th- yesterday at 450 i think it was 420 450 something like that and yeah it was an older crowd and mm. they really laughed really hard at the zach galifianakis movie that's coming out that <laughs> i forget it's with Kristen wig oh i don't know it's like some they're robber i don't even remember i know he punched her in the stomach and it was funny <laughs> and it Galifianakis is doing his weird southern accent where he's really weird and creepy kind of and it still looks funny. Yeah. I'll see because I think he's funny. I feel shitty like, you know, antagonizing a woman in a walker, but... But just because you're in a walker... Doesn't mean you can't not be rude. Yeah, exactly. You can still be nice. Yeah. You don't have to be rude. Um, the She's two- not handicapped <laughs> in her voice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, the two movies that I pre-ordered this week, uh, Scream Factory is releasing collector's editions of Sleepaway Camp 2, The Unhappy Campers, and Sleepaway Th- Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. I assume you have all those pre-ordered? I do. Um, the reason I pre-order two, the Scream Factory collector's editions, is they come with slipcovers. Yeah. And then when you take the slipcovers off, you can do reversible art. So the reversible art is the original movie poster, and then they commission someone to draw um, a collector's edition. So it's really cool. I'm considering doing re- reversible art on the Jean-Claude DVDs. You should. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think if you do like the t-shirt design as the reverse, that'd be pretty sweet. Read my mind. Oh, see, great minds think alike. The other idea was to have like a a wide panel of just the van parked. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> like go all the way across the front and the back. That'd yeah. So when you open up the DVD case, like behind it, yeah, you see like the van across sweet. both discs. I yeah. like that. Uh, I'm looking. Did you know there's a transporter uh, series and it's on its second season? Uh, I didn't until I saw that page. Because <laughs> I didn't. Uh, there's a documentary that I'll be getting called Free the Nipple. <laughs> it's about boobs. Hmm. I guess. Looks good. Looks good. Because I like boobs. Yeah. And exposing boobs. Yeah. Uh, the Abbott Costello Show, The Ultimate Collection, which is DVD only. Which is a bummer. I, I did I did read that uh, What We Do in the Shadows is coming out on Blu-ray. Yes. But... Um, they don't know the details yet, so something tells me it might be a Best Buy exclusive. A lot of uh, Blu-rays have been Best Buy exclusive lately for smaller movies. Um, 
That looks like it's about it. I'm going to keep on just going down the page in case. Um, well, there is fully loaded uh, action double feature with Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning and Universal Soldier Regeneration. Um, so one of those has Van Damme in it. And the least selling Blu-ray or DVD of the week is She-Devil on DVD, starring Roseanne Barr and Meryl Streep. And I can't get Super Mario Brothers on, DV- on Blu-ray. I know, right? You know, Did you see that trailer for Meryl Streep's new movie? Nope. Looks stupid. What is it? She's like this country singer who abandoned her kids and she comes back into their lives. Oh. It stars her real daughter. So she's the real mom and daughter. And yeah, I don't care. Don't actors, children ever want to do anything but act? You know, don't they want to be engineers or scientists or anything? Well, you can be a rapper like uh, Tom Hanks' son and get in trouble because he uses the N-word all the time. (laughs) Yeah, he's like in this huge controversy right now because of that. Because yeah. he's, you know. He's white. He's white. Yeah. And he's also a privileged kid from Beverly Hills. And they asked Tom Hanks about it. And he said, uh, I, I respect his freedom of speech, but I don't think he needs to talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks would be a cool dad. <laughs> Maybe uh, go against stereotype and be a uh, clean white rapper. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like Vanilla Ice. Just because you rap doesn't mean you have to be gangster about it. <laughs> I know. And uh, seriously gangster you're tom hanks's kid yeah we all know you're not gangster at all <laughs> you didn't grow up in <laughs> compton because when you were growing up he was making 15 to 20 million dollars a movie yeah so did you see that bridge of spies trailer uh yeah i was gonna talk about it in, in uh movie news is that a good segue yeah it's real news Yeah, so they released the new trailer for Steven Spielberg's new film and Tom Hanks, Bridge of Spies, and it looks awesome. Is Lincoln the last Spielberg film? Yeah. So that was 2012? 13? 11? No, he did Tintin. Oh, it was 2012 because he did Tintin and Lincoln came out the same day, didn't it? We sound like terrible nerds right now. I know, we did. It might be 2013. Maybe it wasn't that long ago. just feels like it. We are horrible. Um, I was used to him having like two movies in a year. I know, me too. Well, he he does that and then he takes kind of breaks, right? Yeah. He produces a lot, though. Well, <laughs> when you're executive producer, you really just kind of write checks and sit back and make sure people don't fuck up stuff. Yeah, but, you know, I'd say his producing movies are pretty good. Movies he produces yeah. are, do pretty well, too. Um, yeah, so a couple things. Uh, the Rock is going to be starring in a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> Which I know people like that movie a lot, but, like, what else do they have to say? They, I know they're nothing. redoing it, but, like, nothing. I what mean, else would you do with that movie besides be that movie? The movie is silly, and people that freak out, you know, it's really... I mean, that movie is, what, almost 30 years old? It's okay that they make another one of it. They've been doing it since Dracula. I mean, yeah. they... You're lucky you didn't get, it. like, a string of shitty sequels since yeah. then. And it's The Rock. It'll be fun. You know, it's... He's he's good at, like, action stuff, and um, he's good at delivering one-liners, and I think it'll be fun. I, I don't think... I like Big Trouble in Little China. I think it's a fun movie, but it's not one of those movies that I hold up on a pedestal saying... They better never remake this because it's a freaking 80s cheese movie. Yeah. The, it's not Jaws. The lines are corny. The yeah. plot is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, has no point at all. None. <laughs> so it's fine. It's just like there, there's this huge uprising about Gem and the Holograms. Uh, they're making a movie about it. I didn't even know that was even a cartoon, one. I didn't even <laughs> know it was popular because people say it's not true to the cartoon. And does anyone really care that much? I, I think the more offensive part is it when you watch the trailer, you just feel like it's pandering to mm. a new crowd. Oh, because yeah, I don't know anything about it. Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, I watched the trailer. 
Wait, what's so Eileen's what? a big fan, so she uh, was like ranting about it. Um, well, why do people not like it? Because it's just well, if you watch like this, I don't know. You know how the '80s look, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shitty. Yeah, um, but like cartoons back then, and it, it just seems like this one is hitting all the exact beats you need to hit to attract like little girls who watch American Idol or The Voice. Mm. You know? Okay. And just capture, just completely going after the, like the obvious. Uh, My wife didn't even say goodbye to me. Cell phone generation. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> Things not going so well over here? <laughs> no, they're fine. It just makes me laugh. She's like, I'm not going to say goodbye. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, we asshole. Know, we know she doesn't like the podcast. It's I my, know. My own wife. But yeah, so... She's got to go make money. Yeah. <laughs> so you can buy DVDs. <laughs> so I can buy shit. Um, uh, yeah, so it, I watched the show. I'm just like, God, this is just so... It seems like produced by committee and... But it's the trailer. What do I know? It could be great. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, I really like Josie and the Pussycats movie because it's silly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I probably won't see Gem in the Holograms, but, you know, maybe it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Like, Josie and the Pussycats, like, not even watching that trailer, you don't realize it's satirical mm-hmm. until you actually watch it. Um, and Gem in the Holograms, it just seems like it's completely the typical, you know, I have this dream and I have to follow that dream and, like, people are going to get in my way to keep me from achieving my dream. But if I believe in myself enough, I can make it. <laughs> You've nice. seen that trailer plenty of times, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's about a small town girl trying to make it in a big world. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. maybe she's back to tell you. Maybe goodbye. she is telling me goodbye. Who knows? Um, this isn't really movie news, but it's really cool, and I always point out cool things. Uh, Tom Cruise in the new Mission Impossible. So he did that one stunt where he's hanging off the side of an airplane for real. John. Eight times. Boring. Yeah, boring. Uh, he also held his breath underwater for six and a half minutes <laughs> because he's that's how badass he is. And he always says, this is how cool Tom Cruise is. So uh, this but is Tom, him. We can just CGI water over you. You <laughs> yeah. don't have to actually hold your breath for six minutes. <laughs> he said, it's something I've always wanted to do. Um, Christopher McQuarrie and I have been talking about it since working on Edge of Tomorrow. I've done a lot of underwater sequences, but I wanted to create a suspense underwater sequence without cuts. So doing that sequence was really interesting. We're underwater and we're holding breaths for up of six to six and a half minutes. So I was doing all my training and the other stuff. It was very taxing stuff. So he literally, I hope that, that'd be sweet if the movie, there's a cut underwater where it doesn't cut for six minutes and he's trying to figure something out. That'd be sweet. Do you think he has like a death wish? Maybe. Like that's the only way he can get out of Scientology? <laughs> Maybe. If I just die on set. I just think uh, listening to him in interviews and especially long form interviews, I just think he wants to work harder than everybody else. Like he always wants to do something bigger. He always wants to do something better. And if you watch his movies, yeah, he pretty much does do that stuff. He always has a sequence in mind. In Jack Reacher, he it was that uh, car driving sequence. He always wanted to do one that was just balls to the wall, cars going fast, and he did. And so, and when you're Tom Cruise and you make you know six, seven hundred million dollars every movie, they kind of just say okay. Um, but yeah, and I think that's maybe why his movies are so successful too, is he doesn't, he doesn't really take them off. You know, he doesn't phone it in, I guess is the word I'm looking for. So yeah, it's not really movie news, but I thought it was really cool. Um, Ron Perlman is asking for support for Hellboy three. Um, and I guess a lot of people are getting behind it. So, um, the Hellboy movies are fun. I actually got them. I have to watch them for my comic book movie marathon thing I'm doing. Um, I'm going a little slower on this one because, um, I'm going through all the crap ones first, 
And but I, every time I watch uh, one that I don't like, I'm like, man, I should just watch The Dark Knight or something, <laughs> you know, because it just cleanse your palate, cleanse my palate. Um, it's actually like I totally forgot about Hellboy. Like, yeah. There's a lot of uh, comic book movies out. Yeah, in I, the world. Like I said, I go off what has just been released in Box Office Mojo, 134. And some you don't even you don't even think, um, you know, it's like Tintin is a comic book. Yeah. And, um, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of indie flicks like American yeah. Ex- American Splendor and Ghost World there. Exactly. And, too, I, like Surrogates with Bruce Willis is based on a mm. comic. I didn't know that. So I don't even know if they make a Blu-ray of that. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> I don't even know when it came out. But, um, but, yeah, you find that there's so many. Yeah, and, I you know, I have to get the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, which it's still $10 to rent on Amazon. And so... I'm just praying one day I go to Tradesmart and it's used and it's like $9 and I can get something else and say I only paid a dollar for it. <laughs> Is it that bad? Is it really that bad? I don't remember it as very well. I only saw it that one time. Man, you're a Turtles fan. That must be a bad sign. I was so bored. I was, yeah, I was, yeah disappointed. But anyways, so uh, Hellboy 3, uh, Ron Perlman is basically saying thanks for all the people that are getting behind it and offering up a lot of support. You know, I, I called you out on the podcast, honey, because I thought you left without saying goodbye. But now that you said goodbye, I'm sorry. I love you. And she flipped me off. <laughs> it, there's a lot of love in this home. Uh, so, yeah. So, maybe they'll make a Hellboy 3. I don't know. I know they don't cost that much, but I don't think the Hellboy 2 did very well. Uh, yeah. It's not. Yeah. I don't know if it's entirely um, budget. I think it's just like they only want to make superhero movies that they actually have to spend a lot of money because they believe they'll everyone's chasing the billion dollar Avengers movie mm-hmm. or money. Yeah. Um, so like they're willing to spend, they'd, they'd rather spend 200 million to get a billion than even just like 30 million to yeah. get a hundred million. Yeah, I know it's, it's really unusual right now. Yeah. Um, and the last bit of news is Bumblebee is going to be in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. So, you can look to that wonderful uh, shared universe that Paramount is building. I'm I'm just reading you what it says. Can you hear me cutting my wrists? <laughs> I, I don't know how they're going to use them, but um, I mean it's fun when they tra- uh, cross over Ghostbusters and Turtles in the comics, but Transformers and Turtles on the screen. I just I don't understand. I, I don't know. Maybe he'll just drive by or. Uh, I mean, if it's like an Easter egg, like the ETs and Star Wars, I mean, whatever. But if it's like, but part something of the plot, tells me it's not going to be because they actually say it's a Bumblebee, and it's a Michael Bay movie, and we'll see. I mean, obviously, we're going to see Turtles too. <laughs> yeah, you will see. Um, you know, we forgot to play James's message. I didn't even listen to it. What's it about? Where should we play it at? Um, we can do a fan mail. Okay. Here, here's James's phone. Two phone calls. Yeah, two-parter. Two-parter. Hey guys, it's James again. Uh, just wanted to call in and, and shame Brad publicly because, yeah, dude, I I don't know what to make of this uh, San Andreas review now because I'm like, it, it's as if it's as if a Matthew McConaughey movie came out where he played a ship trip boat captain that worked for NASA, like, and then I came back and was the only person to review it and said like, oh, dude, it's amazing. Um, I, I don't know that I can trust Ryan if he goes and says, like, oh, yeah, this big movie with a rock in it is awesome, and there's a lady with big boobs. Like, I don't know what to make of it. Um, 
I'm I'm probably going to end up going and seeing it anyway, uh, and then I'll come back and feel like it's stupid but fun. So not because there's certainly a place for that. But uh, oh yeah, and uh, Brad, you should probably see Time Bandits because it's kind of fun. Uh, it's kind of like Brazil, only more funny and less weird. Anyway, have a good show, guys. Oh, and one more thing. Yes, Ryan, you should absolutely see Tron Legacy. Uh, it's a really cool, fun action movie with a really amazing score. It's gorgeous. Uh, and I think that the story at the heart of it is actually really heartwarming and, and, and wonderful. Um, so I, I think you'll really like it, and I think it's a tragedy that um, that they are not going to make another one. So anyway, check that movie out. I, I, I was serious that Brad was so hesitant to tell you to see it. So, anyway, see ya. So, what's he ranting and raving about? I haven't even listened to it yet. <laughs> He's just criticizing last week's episode. Yeah. Uh, mostly for me for not watching the movie oh, okay. of the week. Um, and he wished he'd been there so that because he, he would have seen it mm. and given you something to talk about. Oh, nice. So, he's saying last week's episode was a piece of shit? Um, pretty much, yes. Nice. And that uh, I should be fired from the show and he could do a better job than you. Than me? <laughs> I just I made that. Fuck him. <laughs> Good news, James. I did use my Disney movie rewards, and it'll yes. be here in like a week. Or well, they say a week. It usually gets here a lot faster, though. I didn't want to recommend it to him because, like, I, there's cool movies that I like that I've told him to check out before, and he hasn't liked them. So, <laughs> what movies? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But I just remember the feeling of being like, "How did you not like this? <laughs> What's wrong with you?" Um, I mean, but I, it's the same way. Like, you recommend stuff to me all the time. And I'm like, yeah. I'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just we have so much. Like, literally, so many. I have a list. I'm not joking of movies I haven't watched that I've purchased. It's 110. <laughs> wow. I, I might have seen the movie. Um, it's but, like you're translating, like, buying comics and not reading them to movies now. Yeah. Oh, I still have a stack of fucking comics, too. No, like, because as you can see, I've gotten rid of almost all my DVDs. And so I'll go to... Oh, tra- shit, yeah. I, I'll go to Tradesmart, and if if the movie's on Blu-ray, I'll trade it in. And so I've seen the movies, but, like, I just get them on Blu-ray instead. Wow. So now I have to be like, now I have to watch all those movies on Blu-ray that I have. Yep. Even though I've seen them on DVD. Wow, look at that. It's four shelves. No, three on the other wall. This is great for people at home. Yeah, I know. This. Isn't it awesome? Hey, speaking of so which, much blue. this is what we watched this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Aw, shit. You know what I watched this week? What did you watch this week? Something that Brad's been begging me forever to watch. Yes. I finally saw Happy Gilmore on Blu-ray. Aw, boo. And that movie's really fucking funny. I forget all the... Cause I, I go so many years without seeing it, and they released a double feature on Blu-ray of Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. That's why I've seen them. And I don't, I've been on an Adam Sandler kick lately, but <laughs> that Happy Gilmore... You're just trying to be his one final fan. Yeah, just <laughs> I'll be there. But he, it's so... Because his movies now are still pretty funny, but they have um, kind of a family element to them where they're a little more sappy. You know, Happy Gilmore doesn't... It has, Unapologetic. Yeah. He has really weird humor in it. Um, you know, a Chubbs who loses his hand to a gator. And I never noticed this before, but if you look, he's always wearing uh, Lacoste uh, lapels. So he always has a, like an alligator logo on him. <laughs> and I think that's like... It's like a joke that I never got before. Um there's a part where after Happy doesn't get on the hockey team, he comes home and his girlfriend breaks up with him and he goes, baby, don't go. Please don't go. You know, I need you. Uh, and she says, you know what, Happy? 
uh, you want to be a hockey player, but there's a problem. You're just not any good. And then he comes back and says, you know what? You're a loudy kindergarten teacher. I saw those finger paintings you brought home and they sucked. <laughs> just stupid stuff like that. And um, Richard Keel is in it and he's really funny as uh, Happy's old boss that he shoots with a nail gun. And, you know, it, for those of you at home, that's the guy who played Jaws in the Bond, Bond movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I should explain who that is. Um, but also, uh, who plays Shooter McGavin? It's. Uh, oh, He's actually like kind of a big actor. He's always a character actor. He's got a name like Norm MacDonald. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> but it's not that. It's not. It's but anyway, it's Christopher something. Chris McDonald. Is it Chris McDonald? I have it might be right here. Let's look it up. But what to make that movie work? You have to have people that are you know game for it, and he's one hundred percent game for looking like an ass. You know, he says stuff like. Uh, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. What you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, and you forget that uh, like Ben Stiller's in it as the orderly who's mean to the elderly people, <laughs> and he's he's selling their uh, quilts for two hundred bucks. He, <laughs> so he's selling them, and he's like, uh, "It is Christopher uh, Christopher. Um, what did we just say? Christopher McDonald." And uh, he's like. Um, hey, Jerry, this is handmade quality shit. <laughs> okay, thank you. Good news, everybody. Arts and Craft Time's just been extended by three hours. <laughs> uh, you know, Happy's grandma says, can I have a glass of milk? It helps me go to sleep. You can travel with me with warm glasses. Shut the hell up. You're in my world now, grandma. I just fucking love that movie. It's so stupid and awesome. Um, I also rewatched Zombievers, and it's still <laughs> funny and ridiculous. <laughs> And uh, Courtney Palm still has amazing boobs. Um, yeah, it's just a silly movie about zombies, beavers. Yep, straight up exactly what you expect. Yeah, and it's John Mayer at the beginning, um, not uh, the director. It's like the singer John Mayer with Bill Burr. Oh, really? Yeah. With like a fake mustache? And yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, the Blu-ray is weird. Like it has all these special features on them, but they're only like two minutes each. And it's it'll, be, it'll say, the uh, the making of the beavers. And it's no really, it's just like a little clip of the guy talking about it. Then it goes away. Uh, and it's a really weird special features, um, but maybe, it's still fun. Maybe there's a uh, damn edition coming out. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Damned edition. Yeah. Damned edition. That'd be sweet. So you should be in charge beavers. of marketing. Yeah, <laughs> beavers. Um, uh, I also watched a movie called Spring, which is a draft house film. Mm. Uh, you can get it at Best Buy right now for $9 on Blu-ray. Uh, and I would recommend it. It's uh, It's a really good movie. It's about, it's about uh, this guy who has uh, who goes to Italy after his mother dies because he has no family left. And Jeremy Gardner from The Battery is one of the co-stars in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he plays his friend Tommy in it. Um, and if you listen to the interview we did with him, make sure you go to Tell Your Right Horror Show and click on The Battery. And you can also buy The Battery from Scream Factory on Blu-ray. Um, but, yeah, he's he's in it. And so he goes to... Uh, he goes to Italy, and he meets this girl, and they they fall in love, and it turns out she's a monster, and she kills people, but she has um, she takes this drug concoction that keeps the monster from totally overtaking her, and um, so she tries to be normal, and the story is kind of actually it's pretty slow moving, but it's done really well, and the leads are really good in it. So it's basically a love story, and this girl is a monster. So it's like a hybrid horror, love, romantic com—not even a comedy, like a romantic drama. Um, 
so yeah, it's really well done. I mean, you can tell it's you know not a huge budget, but the monster effects are really good. Um, it's just, it's 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 funny at parts when he meets a couple of backpacking English guys, um, but then when he starts falling in love, it's just the acting is really good in it. And if the two leads were horrible, then the the movie would be horrible because it's I think an hour and fifty minutes, and it's about an hour of them like talking. Mm. So if you don't like them you're fucked yeah so it's really well done um i would recommend it if you like slow moving horror films that aren't 100 percent horror it's the kind of horror movie i'd recommend to james because he'd be like drama character development (laughs) (laughs) Uh, exactly uh so on the total opposite of that i also watched a show called danger five have you seen it yes here we go here we go (laughs) have you seen danger five uh, I recommended it to you. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I have to say, uh, it is maybe the most bizarre but funniest show I've ever seen. Yeah. Because what I like about it is it, it doesn't explain itself. Mm-hmm. It's just there. Um, and I heard uh, Nathan, our friend Nathan, talk about that, you know, you have to get like three episodes in. I actually thought it was really funny from the first like two minutes. Oh, great. Because... Uh, when the dog comes in and starts talking in German, <laughs> yep. but they don't make any, they don't tell you anything about it. It just, that's how it is. And then they cut to the, the secret service guys and, um, the one guy's mixing drinks and it cuts to him and he says, how's your drink? And he goes, satisfactory. And then it <laughs> does like this close in zoom and he's all pissed off. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And. I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe this or how to get people to watch it. I mean, they don't even tell you why their commander is a bald eagle. Yeah. He just shows up as this a bald eagle. about it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why it works so well is because they don't take the time to set up the world. And they that's just go what, for it. That's what makes it funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just the, the special effects are stupid. Yeah. Um, there's, there's like the animals are mostly hand puppets, like yeah. the dog. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, shoots, shoots gas out of its mouth. Yeah, again. <laughs> or I think it's the first episode, too, where he tells that one girl, he's like, you need to relax, and he puts a cigarette in his gun, and he shoots it at her. She catches it with her mouth. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just bizarre, but it's really funny. So did you watch all two seasons of it? Uh, I've watched seven episodes. I think So one season, basically. One season, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they added that one. I think the last episode in the first season is a prequel episode. Oh, yeah. Then I've seen six. I think I'm starting the seventh. Oh, man. Season two. Uh, I'll, I, I'll, I can't wait to find out what you think of season two. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it this week. Because one, I think the episode's like 22 minutes. So you can burn through them really fast. Oh, yeah. I've watched both seasons in a single night many times. And I think it's one of those shows that you have to continually watch because you're missing jokes because they just Oh, Season go, two go, is go, so go. crazy and insane. Like, there's so much going on. Like, you'll miss a lot of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, it's funny. So, good recommendation. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's hard for me to describe it to people because it is, just like, joke after joke after joke. And there's a dude in a bald eagle head who tells them what to do. Colonel Chessbridge, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And he's always picking on, picking on Claire. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like Meg from Family Guy. Yeah. Like, for no reason, he just picks on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. That looks like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. No, Claire, that's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Why don't you try thinking before opening your mouth? <laughs> yeah, Shut just... up, girl. He's flashing the light. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you got something on your shoulder. What? No, it's... What? 
and there's like a spider and he starts like <laughs> rah, 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 rah. or when he gets like, he gets past that drink and like the guy's <laughs> just holding it next to his mouth and he's just like gah, 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 gah. yeah that's what i mean like it's so bizarre yeah but i think why it works so well and i think it would have made a great adult swim show oh yeah like if they bought that or something yeah they, they should put it on adult swim because yeah. it's so irreverent and it it doesn't make any sense, but you can also put in any episode and watch it because yeah. there's there's no continuity. There's no continuity. I mean, there's a little continuing thing with the Germans and stuff. Yeah, like the whole each episode is like we got to go kill Hitler, and they keep recycling the Hitler jumping out the window footage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it's it's it just works. It kind of reminds me too of like an, a Tim and Eric thing where it, it doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, it's a little more cohesive than Tim and Eric, but I mean they just have little bits where. Why is this in here? Why are... Th- <laughs> yeah. In I, season two, there's a part where, like, they're being interrogated and someone just is dumping ants on the back of a motorcycle tire and it's just shooting on them. And they're like, ah. It's just, like, the plastic ants that, you know, you get, mm-hmm. like, if you turned in tickets or something. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just... Why? why? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The show doesn't make any sense, but it makes sense. And they don't apologize for what it is. They don't explain what it is. They just do it. And the one chick is always speaking Russian, and everyone just understands her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else speaks English except for... God, yeah. There's so much stuff going on in that show. Like, I can't even remember it all. There's a bunch of bongo playing monkey... Or there's a monkey band, and Pierre, like, he's doing the drums, and his like, hands ca- catch on fire, because <laughs> he's, he's drumming so hard. Yeah. That's what uh, I mean. Like, you can't explain the show. Like, when you when you see it it's really funny but when you tell somebody oh he puts a cigarette in a gun and shoots it at her and she catches it in her mouth okay but you have to see it just because the Mm -hmm. way it and the uh, actually that was the first joke that really got me when he says how's the drink satisfactory (laughs) and he's like dun 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 (laughs) yeah and that's the other thing we're not talking about is the production value of like it matches like the film stock yeah like the 60s the production design yeah it feels like it, it was a show that ran alongside Star Trek or... Or Get Smart. Like Get it, Smart, yeah. Because even the lighting, it reminded me a lot of Get Smart. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. I'll watch the rest of it, and I'll probably watch some more. It's funny, at work, uh, because we have a lot of downtime, I just watch it on my phone. Nice. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> like, I'll just stop it, cook some wings, and then, while because it takes 15 minutes to cook the wings, I'll just start it again. And like, hey, Ryan, you want to... I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be right there. <laughs> Great employee. So yeah, that's what I watched this week. Cool. What'd you watch, Brad? Um, I got back on the Star Trek Enterprise train. Oh yeah, ship. Did were you watching Voyager? Was that the last one? you Enterprise. Watched? Enterprise, the last one you yeah. watched. You're watching it again? No, I wa- I stopped in the middle of like season two because it just wasn't doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, which. I've watched DS9 and Voyager and the next generation a bunch. Um, and you kind of notice a the theme of they kind of catch their stride around season three and four, mm-hmm. like seasons one and two of like each of those series are just alien of the week type stories. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, we invented this thing. And, but do you think that's on purpose so you can get viewers to watch? Cause it's syndicated. Maybe. Uh, I think it's more of just, um, like they're just trying really hard to, mm-hmm. Like, Next Generation, like, right out of the gate, they were trying to not be the original 60s series, right? Mm-hmm. So they were doing everything they can to set themselves apart. But they were still making the show in a similar production way. Um, and then, like, 
they brought Michael Piller in and he, so, so they wrote like, here's all this cool stuff. Like, and we're going on these, we're explorers, we're exploring the universe and we're going to show you new and cool things each week. And then Michael Piller came in and took over the writing room and said like, let's uh, focus on the characters in the show and write stories about them um, instead of writing stories about the stuff that we're going to see. Hmm. So I think that by doing character development, the show became a better show than the original. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, but at the same time, like they started to take that too far in Voyager and DS nine and DS nine around season six and seven, they started to serialize the show. Hmm. So instead of being like, you know, we go to this new place each week. The the next episode would be a direct uh, continuation of the episode before it. So it would end and mm-hmm. then it would pick up right where it left off the next week instead of just like, oh, yeah, they traveled like a week away and here's where we're picking up. That was a downfall of the show Angel because yeah. the fourth, third and fourth season, every week you had to know what happened last week and pretty much the rest of the show. And then on season five, they decided to go to standalone episodes because everyone's would come on like what the fuck am i watching i'm sure on network tv week after week that sucked but now that binge watching is a thing yeah i think oh, ds9 yeah. and now enterprise work way much better hmm. serialized yeah because i mean that would make i yeah. mean even we watch 24 now and you watch it continuously mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome yeah yeah i know watching it week to week like you forget a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and uh so anyway that's all to say that so seasons one or two of enterprise were Alien of the Week, and also, strangely, you know, they have, like, a big ensemble cast, but Mm -hmm. most of the stories were just, like, the core, Vulcan, uh, Scott Bakula, and then Trip. I forgot of Scott Bakula. Um, And there's, like, this ensign, um, Mayweather, who is basically, like, the Sulu of the crew. I can't tell you if he's even had a single story about him. Hmm. Like, so, um, and then there's, like, this uh, translator, um... She's like the Nichelle Nichols, uh, mm-hmm. a character, but Asian. Um, yeah, and there's this British guy who's like the weapons. They barely have any stories about them. It's always mostly Archer, the captain, Scott Bakula. I swear 90% of the episodes are revolve around him, which is like a next generation. You know, there'd be a Worf episode mm-hmm. or a Data episode or a Troy episode. Well, even the movies don't involve Picard except for really the first one because the rest of them, are, you know... Um, first contact's very much a Picard one, but yeah. they also balance it out with like yeah. all the other characters have to deal with stuff on Earth while he's up on the yeah. ship. Um, and then Nemesis is unfortunately yeah, mostly about him, um, and a little bit about Data. Yeah, Insurrection. I guess is ensemble. But anyway, yeah. Anyways, sorry. But yeah, Enterprise. It just kind of seemed redundant because it's like, okay, what's Archer going to get into this week? Do you think it's because you know Scott Bakula is a pretty big name back then because he just came off Quantum Leap? just came off quantum leaf like this is like 2000 oh so yeah. maybe not um but i think because star trek was starting to really die at that point um so obviously they got him on because they needed some name for the show but at the same time um if you watch season one and two they don't title it star trek enterprise it's just enterprise and i remember when it came out uh rick berman was saying like we don't want to we want to set ourselves apart from star trek we, we want to be a different space show mm-hmm. um even though it's totally based on the creation of starfleet um but season three, they put the Star Trek label back on because I think um, that plan didn't work so well. And they're like, okay, we need to, <laughs> we need, to get we need some to fans. <laughs> yeah. So let's get those Star Trek fans back. Um, and then they fixed the theme song a little bit, um, which is Faith of the Heart, uh, yeah. but not the Rod Stewart it's version. It's not the Rod Stewart version. 
But anyway, season three gets awesome because pretty much all 25 episodes, I think, are all this one storyline of Earth gets, uh, like, this orb comes and cuts a uh, crater through Florida to, like, Brazil. Mm. Kills, like, a million people. Um, and it's this race called the Zindi who uh, this other transdimensional race convinces them that Earth is at, like, in the future, once they develop more technology, they're going to come and eradicate the Zindi. So the Zindi try to beat them to it. Um, and it becomes this whole season about going to this area called the expanse and like tracking down the weapon and stopping them. And then you Mm. find out that like, there's all these other things at play. Um, but yeah, just like each basically more cohesive. (laughs) Yeah. So just, it's just random encounters. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like this one long 26 part story that's way more interesting. And then that carries over into season four where I'm at now. Um, and then there's not like a whole season story going on, but they have like three part episodes. And one of the great ones is like, they do a nod to wrath of Khan. Oh, I love that movie a little too much. Cause they actually like borrow shots and stuff. But, uh, Brent Spiner who played data mm-hmm. plays an ancestor of Khan who created data, basically like his family lineage. Hmm. Um, they basically explain that. So there's this time called the eugenics wars, which is where Khan is from. Um, it's, uh, before world war three, humanity, humanity was exp- uh, experimenting with, uh, genetic modifications so much that they're creating like a master species, mm. which Khan is super intelligent, super yeah. strong. Um, and eventually they get defeated, but Khan like gets banished from earth or something and hibernates. Um, and while he's off hibernating on the botany bay, which is where space seed will pick up in the original series. Um, this Noonien Singh, Khan's full name is Khan Noonien Singh, by the way. So this guy, I think it's Eric Noonien Singh, which is Brent Spiner. And he, he's the one who engineered the eugenics. Hmm. And he was put in prison because he did something. And he wants to get the embryos back so he can re- release more eugenics because he wants to just make a better version of them that aren't so warlike. Um, and of course, he has to do all these terrible things to fulfill his plan. But like at the end of the whole arc, um, you know, those eugenics revolt against him because they're like, well, we're better than you. Uh, even though you're our, our father, like we're superior. So hmm. um, stop trying to make us less superior. Um, and then that guy basically turns into Khan in a way. Like oh, cool. that's where they borrow elements from the movie. Sounds and then cool. at the end, like uh, Brent Spiner's like, yeah, I guess uh, it wasn't such a great idea to create these people, but I think I'll, maybe work on androids instead, which is like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So for next generation, like that's basically how he'll create data and lore. So uh, I didn't know enterprise took place before. Oh yeah. It's a prequel series where they tried to explain the origin. Like it's not even the United Federation of planets yet. It's just the humans just developed warp drive. So Mm. they've taken out the first enterprise, um, and just seeing what they can do. The Vulcans, the weird thing about like the way they portray the Vulcans in the show is, um, they're kind of bigots like you know they're supposed to be emotionless yeah. and like superior intellectually but they're very like um prejudiced against humans and mm. like they really act superior and smug all the time um and they like don't like they try to sabotage the humans from becoming explorers in a way interesting um which is not like a dynamic of the Vulcans. Yeah, it doesn't sound... I mean, I don't... Yeah. I'm not, like, into Star Trek like you are, but everything I've watched doesn't sound... That doesn't sound right yeah, at all. They seem like they have their shit together, but in this... Uh, 
Although in season four, they just had a, uh, a string of episodes that explain like there's a sect of Vulcans who um, are basically like religious zealots. And they start off making you think that they're a bunch of like terrorists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that because they read the teachings of this Vulcan philosopher so much that like uh, they're they're crazy. But it turns out that the people trying to suppress them um like they're the bad ones oh um and so it's it's like the prejudiced vulcans that we've been seeing this whole time um like that hasn't been an accurate portrayal of vulcans because they've been misguided and it's really them finding their religion that becomes what we know vulcans to be uh as more rational and stuff um it's weird to see like people playing vulcans like being super emotional and stuff yeah that that would be yeah so anyway, that's a way too much explanation about Enterprise. I wanted to know. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, I was bored with season two. Like mid-season two, I was like, I don't know if I'll ever watch the show again. And then I picked it up, uh, endured it, and then season three started. And I was like, okay, this is getting better. Now I'm halfway through season four, which is the last season. and uh, <laughs> That sucks. It's like the show's getting really good, and yeah. it's time to end. I should have known because, like I said, like season three and four of all those other series they've done, like they finally figure out what they want to be. Mm. And it's unfortunate they did here, clearly. And, um, yeah, they're taking out the second, uh, it's called the the Columbia. It's the, it's the next ship they're mm. putting together to ride alongside, building up the fleet. Like the space shuttle. Yeah, exactly. Hi, buddy. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I watched was um, I saw Mad Max again. <laughs> wow, surprise. Put it at the drive-in. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is yeah. that the new drive-in? No. It's the 88, 88 drive-in over in uh, Thornton. It's been there for like 30 years. Yeah. Were you one of the only people there? Or was there a lot of people there? Uh, there's like 20 people there, 20 cars. Mm. Um, obviously, they can hold like 100. Um, but I have to say, I don't know if I can go see like a new release movie anywhere else except there in the Alamo anymore because it was fantastic. Was it really? Yeah. I mean, it was raining, so that sucked. But um, not having like some asshole whispering next to you like you're you're stuck in your car encapsulated and the sound isn't great because it's through your speakers but i was more enjoying the fact that no one was bothering me yeah so how much do they charge now for a person it's eight dollars a person but you get three movies oh wow so what other movies played uh san andreas and hot pursuit but i it was it was a it was a wednesday night i couldn't stay (laughs) through that much and hot pursuit started like one in the morning so I left after Mad Max, so I didn't get to see San Andreas. And I I wanted to, but it was just like eleven o'clock by then. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, so, and I think San Andreas is like two and a half hours long. Yeah, so I would have been, I had to work the next day. It wasn't gonna work, so I figured it's they're still doing that lineup mm. this weekend. So I maybe try again, but, um, yeah, I, it was great just sitting out that's in nature. And, Twenty cars on Wednesday. Yeah, like shitty outside plenty of space to park like they usually have a rule of like compacts up front suvs in the back mm-hmm. but since there's like nobody i just parked i parked in the front row nice unless there's like a sedan and even then like even if there's a sedan just like right behind you like a row back you could still see over me like yeah. the screen is high enough in the sky is um, it a big screen i haven't been there in years it's 70 inches um yeah i'd say it's like bigger than this wall here maybe nice. four of these put together one on top, two on the side. That's um, cool. I should go. I haven't yeah. been to a drive-in for a while. It'd be fun to take my wife because then we can take the kid. Yeah. You know? If he's misbehaving or something, no, no one will take know. care of it right there. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, That's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's totally fun. I mean, yeah, I, I want to do it again. Like I said, I, I would go see a movie every week there instead of Highlands Ranch or Belmar or something. Maybe the Jurassic World will be there. Yeah. Um, it's amazing, too. Like, $8, you get three new release movies. Yeah. Um, concessions are fun. Like, I got a whole pizza. Um, like, they're made to order. Really? Yeah. It's like it's not like a personal pan pizza. Like, you get it in the chain theaters. It's like a full good enough for like three people thing um they have popcorn hot dogs maybe i should surprise my wife and say we're gonna go see a movie with kellen that's not a bad idea yeah they just gave me an idea just go up i-25 turn around on 88th um and head down and you'll see it yeah i think we're gonna do that that'd be fun huh buddy go see jurassic world yeah oh man all the dinosaur sounds through your car stereo system heck yeah probably freak him out (laughs) See, and I have an SUV. Could you could like lift up the back gate or something? Yeah, I, I sat up front because like I have a ton of junk in my uh, back end. But yeah, if you just turn, well, here's the thing though: it was raining, right? Mm-hmm. So if you had your car open the whole time, mosquito haven. Like, oh yeah, get bit to shit. But it's true. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But if, you, if you just turn forward and recline the seats back, because they have a new one opening soon, don't they? Um, they have a like a big commercial one. They're making it the merchandise mart, but mm-hmm. I don't know. This one's perfectly good. People should go support them because they really care about service. And, um, you know, yeah. it, you know, the one that they're going to build is going to be like still 10, 12 bucks a ticket. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to do that. Yeah, support the local. They've been there forever. I'll surprise my wife this week. Nice. See, See how it goes. Yeah. Get a Hummer in my car. Just kidding. No, it's it's true. Like you could, <laughs> like I was walking around outside the cars earlier. Like people are smoking weed. <laughs> um, I'm sure people are getting hand jobs and blow jobs. <laughs> I was up front, so I couldn't look ahead of me. Like everyone was behind me, so I'm sure all this naughty stuff was going on. <laughs> There's an old uh, Adam Sandler skit on his first CD called "The Buffoon's Date with the High School Valedictorian at the Drive-In Movie Theater." <laughs> he says he's like. This popcorn is fucking terrible. It tastes like somebody jizzed all over it. <laughs> I'm going to go get head from that girl in that fucking car. <laughs> it's funny. I should give you one of the free bags I got from uh, Starfest. Um, it was a popcorn bag. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just turn it into the drive-in, they'll fill it. Really? A free popcorn. Fuck yeah. Yeah. My wife loves popcorn. Cool. Yep, that's it for me. See, now you gave me an idea. I would look like, I thought it's all on my own. <laughs> uh, pull out the long boxes. This is the comic book of the week. What's up, nerds? It's the comics corner. Look how cute my kid is. Say hi, Brad. You're mean to me. You don't love me. I mean, because I don't want to touch him or talk to him. Or- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been getting tweets about people loving my baby on the show and um, making fun of you. So I know. People said I'm terrible with kids, and I agree. So <laughs> no, I'm not going to have them. If, if you practice with them, Brad, you won't be terrible. No. Look, look, you can do whatever you want. Look, I'm just rubbing my foot on his head right now. He doesn't care. In fact, he probably likes it. I'm such a klutz, I would kill him. Probably not. I, I bet if you had your own kid, you'd probably like him. I mean, who knows? You're in Kansas City. See a girl out there. <laughs> porker. Nine months later, Brad Jr. comes out, and she'd be like, I'm coming after that Jean-Claude Van Damme money. <laughs> Here's your son. 
Baby Jean-Claude. No! <laughs> of course, it'd be in French. No! See, Is joke. no still no in French? Yeah. No. But it's N-O-N. None. None. Um, this week saw the release of Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, which, uh, if you've been following Spider-Man for a long time... I have. I know you have. Um, <laughs> Through you. Yeah, eight years ago, they did away with his marriage by Spider-Man making a deal with the devil, which is so stupid. Which you totally do. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Um, anyways, it, it, it stemmed from Civil War. Spider-Man revealed his identity, and a hitman came to kill Spider-Man and shot Aunt May instead. Spider-Man uh, tried to find every way to save Aunt May, and he couldn't. Then Mephisto shows up, and he says, Oh, I'll save Aunt May, but I want your marriage. And then the whole time, you don't understand why. And he even says, I'm pretty sure this is a line of dialogue. I haven't read the story in a while, but I'm pretty sure it's a line of dialogue. He says, the reasons are mine and mine alone. So it, to me, it's just like, well, we don't know why he wants their marriage. We're just going to say he doesn't know. We're not, not good gonna, enough writers to give yeah, an excuse. So we're, we're not going to tell you why. Um, so, yeah, they wiped out his marriage in existence. And it's always been a sore spot for Spider-Man fans. Not that I mean I don't care that they do whatever they want with the character, but just because they basically took you know twenty six years of continuity and it's like pissing all over it. And I, the good news is, is I was because I was researching for when I wrote the article about it on our website realnerdspodcast dot com that uh, they originally wanted to bring Gwen Stacy back um, and all this other stuff, and it would have just messed up everything. So at least they only got rid of the marriage and brought Harry Osborn back instead. But anyways, uh, the Spider-Man fans have really wanted to see what would happen if Spider-Man stayed married to Mary Jane. Uh, and renew your vows, he is married and he has a kid. And um, so his priorities change. And it's a really fascinating look at Spider-Man where his it, the story of Spider-Man doesn't change. I say this all the time. It's all about his character. It doesn't matter if he's married, if he's single, if he's Asian, if he's Indian. It doesn't matter who he is. It's the character, who Peter Parker. And so they do a really good job in this story. In fact, um, an A-list villain shows up. I won't spoil it because if you want to pick it up, um, it's a cool surprise. Um, it also has a debut of a new villain called Regent. Um, and basically how this happens is Marvel is getting rid of their ultimate world and they're having the Marvel proper collide with uh, the Marvel ultimate world. And they're out converging. of it's going to... Huh? Are they converging? Uh, pretty much. Well, what... That's what DC's doing. Yeah, exactly. They're basically the same fucking story. But in this, uh, Doctor Doom makes the worlds basically end. And so what comes out of it is called Battle World. And it's going to be a huge fight. And whoever lives carries on in a whole new world. That's where we'll be. Anyway, so the Spider-Man story is that he's still married, has a daughter. And, um, yeah. Has anyone ever done the... Dark Knight Returns version of Spider-Man where he's like yeah. old man Spider-Man. Yeah, it's called uh, Spider-Man Reign. Oh. It's interesting. Mary Jane dies in it because uh, he ejaculates into her and it, he's bitten by a radioactive spider and it gives her cancer. I'll let you read it. Wow. That's dark. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you read it. He's ever, he's ever go like, I am the goddamn Spider-Man? He doesn't, but I, I hope, you know... It's a, you do see actually I have a collector's edition of it because when I got it, it you know Marvel really didn't promote it too much because it's basically the Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight Dark Knight Returns so it's really dark and 
in the second issue, or is it the first or second, I don't know, of the first printing, you see uh, Peter Parker's Peter. So uh, the subsequent printings of it, they removed it. So the initial printing, you see like Spider-Man's dick. And the ones after that, I don't know how much the initial orders were, but it's something like 10,000 of them have it. And I have it, and it's a really big collector's item. It's like a $75 comic. Um, yeah, so, uh, you should, might be able to still pick it up. I know it's a really popular issue, um, but I'm sure Andrew still has some. When I, when I picked it up on Friday, he had like three left, so maybe. They're fun. No, I went on Wednesday and he had three left, so the day it came out, maybe there's not any more. But ask Andrew at Colorado Coins, Cars, and Comics, I'm sure he might have some lying around. Um, this was the number one movie last week at the box office, Brad. This is the box office stats. You know who conquered the box office? The Rock. The Rock totally did. Uh, San Andreas, fifty-four million. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, everyone's Pitch Perfect Two is uh, at one hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, Mad Max is hanging on really well. It lost five hundred theaters, but it still only dropped forty percent. Yeah, it's doing a steady business during the weekdays. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's been number one on like Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays for a while. That's because it's a good movie. Yep. So, um, yeah. Avengers is still doing pretty good as well, being out for five weeks. Still doing over $10 million a week. Of course, it's not going to get the highest grossing movie of all time. <laughs> it's it's going to be hard to do. Yep, I know. Just got to wait for Avatar 3. I don't want any fucking avatars. Or, I'm hoping they're taking so said long. Avatar three, like there's even Avatar Avatar two. I'm hoping that they're going to take so long to come out. People are not going to care about them anymore. I feel like I should see the movie again because I've only seen it once, and I think that was enough for me. But I don't know. A part of me thinks that maybe I should see it again. I never seen it. I can't tell you. And by seeing it again, I'm going to borrow it from James. <laughs> I'm going to keep it for six months, and does then I'll he watch own that? it. He does. <sighs> I know. Remember, dude. Remember what was his? I know he three, liked it. Three but... mo- number three movie from two thousand nine. I mean, I've I have high ranking movies that I've never bought. <laughs> Just did you hear my kids fart? It's really fucking loud. Mm. <laughs> it's all the way over here. Do you do anything cool besides shit? <laughs> dude, shitting is actually cool. that's not even cool. It is too cool. Shitting is the best. And if you don't like to shit, then you say get... form a word, form a sentence. <laughs> Say something intelligible. Just one one day, Brad, you'll be like, man. Is he in school yet? <laughs> How do kids work out? <laughs> so uh, Lincoln was his last film in 2012. Steven Spielberg. Oh, Spielberg? Yes. 2012. 2012. Yeah. Christmas. Right. So Two years went by. No Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Took, took some time off. Steven! That's my Kate Capshaw. <laughs> you think that's how she talks to him because he's married to her? Still. Sure. <laughs> They've been married a long time. When did Temple of Doom come out? 84. And I think they got married a couple years after that, so about 30 years. Good for him. Yeah. He seems like a nice guy. It's his second marriage, right? Yeah. Hey, we all strike out sometimes. I I, I think he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Do you, do you think he'll do an interview on our show? Spielberg? Yeah. I think he would. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, if you're more popular, more notable, notable, yeah. But what if he just wanted to help us out? Be like, Steven, we love you. And like if we just called the publicist and said, yeah. like, hey, do you mind if you just do like a quick like soundbite for the show? 
I think he'd do it. I think he would too. He seems yeah. like a nice guy. But just getting to the publicist is the hard part. Yeah. You got to find out who represents him. Yeah. And yeah, that'd be tough. Because I think that's, I think finding out who represents him is easy, but sending them the letter, they probably get thousands of them a day. They're like, yeah. fuck you. Which means we need you at home to promote us more. And <laughs> we need more likes, more Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. That makes us look legit. And it then does. When we go to his people, they'll believe that we're legit. And we'll, we'll be, be like, to... we have 2,000 Twitter followers. Yeah. And we're almost at 1,000. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Do better on Twitter than we do on Facebook. Yeah. I don't know why. Because I think on Facebook you have to like pay to get likes. Yeah, they've really Facebook's really programmed the algorithm to mm-hmm. the point where you can't really promote yourself without using the boost. I know. So and the, even then, like James paid for that boost that one time and didn't do anything. I know. So And the thing so what I do is I just post on Twitter and then I copy the link on Facebook because Twitter, if I do that, I get like five followers a day if I just say I'm watching Tom Cruise. Oh, sorry, buddy. How many? He has like you just kicked your hit kid in the head. I know he has like, but he, he has like a bump on his eye. He has one on his cheek. He's like standing up and he loses his balance and bonks his head. Kids. Ah, uh, this week we went and saw Spy. Brad, should people go see Spy? I don't know if you need to go to the theater to go see it. Um, it if you're bored, go see it. I guess <laughs> it's pretty standard comedy. I thought it was pretty funny at parts. Um, it takes a little bit to get going. Um, it, they they seem to play up the James Bond spoof a lot, like the credits and everything. Um, I know I'm a Statham fan, but I thought he was really funny in it. Um, especially when he's explaining all the stuff he's done. <laughs> he's, uh, here's a trailer for Spy. Tell me where the bomb is. Ten seconds or you're dead. Interesting. I'm the only one who knows where that nuke is. Well, then, in that case, I'd say you'd better stop. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Why did you do that? I didn't do it on purpose. There's, like, a ton of pollen in here. When I quit teaching and joined the CIA, I thought I was going to be this amazing spy, and I'm still just the same boring person I was. You play it too safe. I just hear my mom's voice. Just blend in. Let somebody else win. Making a wave isn't always brave. Brilliant. Give up on your dreams, Susan. Just to write that in my lunchbox. We've intercepted chatter that Rayana Boyanov knows where that nuke is. She knows the identity of all our agents. How the fuck did this twat find out our fucking names? We don't know. And dial it way back with the T word for it. Grow up. Twat means something completely different in England. Well, here it means vagina. We need someone to find the bomb without being detected, but it can't be any of you. We need someone invisible. I'll do it. Uh, okay. Thanks, lunch lady. I'm serious. I can do this. We're giving you a new identity. You will no longer be Susan Cooper. You're Penny Morgan, divorced housewife from Iowa. A confidence builder. You think you're ready for the field? Get away from me! God damn it! You are not to make contact with any of the targets. Here's to you. You may never be as wise as an owl, but you'll always be a hoot to me. <laughs> what a stupid fucking toast. You're delightful. Okay. 
I'm your worst fucking nightmare. I will destroy you. Who the fuck are you? I'm the person that's gonna cut your dick off and glue it to your forehead so you look like a limp dick unicorn. That's who the fuck I am. So in it, it's typical Melissa McCarthy where she's out of her league, but it turns out she's a pretty kick-ass spy. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I think <laughs> the part I really enjoyed most was how Statham is actually, like he seems like idiot. a great spy, yeah. but he's actually a bumbling idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I don't remember everything he said, but when he was telling Melissa McCarthy what he he's done, where he's like, yeah. I was in an underground world where we popped drugs yeah <laughs> so i'm immune to 139 <laughs> poisons i died for five minutes <laughs> i ripped off this arm and i put it back on with this arm <laughs> yeah it's just so bizarre She's like i don't think that's even humanly possible <laughs> and i mean he was really good in it though because even the part where he's leaving and he's walking down the hall he says i'm right Time's infinity <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just pokes he's like a silhouette yeah, just pokes yeah. around the corner yeah he's he's definitely the my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was funny when, um, Melissa McCarthy stopped being the, like, uh, little turtle one where she acted like the bodyguard and she was yelling at that one guy. She's like, you Swedish motherfucker. Are you going to cry? Yeah. No, <laughs> it's hot out here. Like that part was that like 10 <laughs> minutes was really funny. Yeah. And then when Zach Woods drinks the like poison, he... <laughs> yeah. his throat burns out. <laughs> Like, there's some really good parts. And I actually think Rose Byrne was really good in it. Yeah. Uh, where she's talking about how ugly Melissa <laughs> McCarthy yep. is. Hey, uh, trying to review a movie here. That's right. We're talking. Grownups are talking. Kellen, what do you think of Spy? I guess that's, that's right. it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, it was. You know. Oh, Meh. Spotlight's not on you anymore. It was whatever. Uh, I, I mean, I thought it was... There were some parts that were pretty funny. Yeah. Like that 10 minutes where she was, you know, yelling at that guy. Um, but... And the fact that there's, like, vermin in the CIA. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at yeah, all. There's, like, random shit like that. Um, I thought it was a fun twist that, uh, like, right off the bat, you find out that she's actually a badass yeah. agent, and she just hides it. Yeah, that stuff's fun. And I mean, it was always fun when they gave her a new identity. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, you see the one in the trailer and it's stupid because you know, the cat lady. But when you see it like play out throughout the whole film, it's pretty funny. Yeah, they always just treat her like yeah. <laughs> some Midwest. Yeah. Or this, this uh, <laughs> they gave her the foot fungus spray. Yeah. And it can also be used as pepper spray. Well, why don't you just make it pepper spray? Well, then I'd have to make a new label. Yeah, I don't and... want to turn on the printer. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, I just don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some really great parts too. Uh, like her husband is that, uh, the one guy who asked her, say, can you order a good place for pizza? And she pulls out and goes like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just weird moments in that. Uh, and at the end when Jason Statham jumps in the boat, he's like, I'm going to go to Italy, maybe Naples. And Does he knows it's a lake. <laughs> it's a lake. <laughs> and then as the credits are going, he's like, oh, fuck, it's a lake. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Statham was great in it. And um, stay after the credits because. Yeah, he's. There's, There's more part. Statham. Yeah. Um, so I'd say see it for Statham because. Yeah, it's it's worth a rental, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's just a fun, like, it's fun time killer, but overall the story is not that. Like, no. they're after a nuclear bomb and 
Um, the ending is kind of ridiculous where, uh, like she goes, like there's the whole like, oh, they killed the villain and he just keeps coming back type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, just so they can fit other characters back. And then the whole 50 cent stuff. Yeah. Was like, oh yeah. Like the cameos in like 21 and 22 Jump Street are way better. Yeah. You know, um, where it's a spoof of spies, but it didn't go like full on like 21 Jump Street. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because, you know, there's beats in it that are funny. But again, I think it took a long time for it to get funny. Um, and it, uh, spoilers, it was cool that you knew Jude Law was still alive. But then it was he was a double-double agent was cool. Um, yeah. And then the whole thing uh, that happens in a lot of those movies where, you know, they negotiate with the villain to, like, let them live. And they the villain stupidly does just mm -hmm. so that they can get, like... So they can set up the next win. piece, you yeah. know, and... That stuff's frustrating, but it's like there's no reason for him to agree with her. <laughs> no. Yeah. If this is real life, he would just shoot them all. Yeah. What is my son doing? He's choking on something. <laughs> it's like He's like a gremlin. Oh. Oh, he's eating a battery? I thought he saw that blue thing. <laughs> Where'd he get the battery? I don't want that. It doesn't have alkaline in it. <laughs> Parent of the year. <laughs> wow. You're making this look like such a thing I want to do. <laughs> I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew. I'm going to come after you like a spider monkey, Chip. <laughs> okay, we're going to go back to talking about this movie so we can wrap up the show. Um, yeah, so you can rent it. Like, it's funny. Yep, I looked away. Say something intelligible this time. What did you think of Spy? I think he doesn't trust you or something. Every time you talk, <laughs> he looks at you, like, out of the side of his eyes. Wait a minute. I keep looking away from him. He does that thing. He just wants to grab big red microphone screens. He's cute. I don't care. So uh, next week we're seeing Jurassic World. Um, it's always hard to review comedies. Yeah. I always say it's like. It's so, all about the gags. Yeah. You want to spoil the gags for everybody. Yeah, just go see it for Jason Statham. Yeah. Because he's funny. Statham alone. He's basically doing like the Chuck Norris thing where he's mm -hmm. like, I'm so badass. I'm more badass. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's not how you get attention man <laughs> but at the end where he you. makes that like dramatic entrance and he gets his coat caught and he knocks himself oh, yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like you think he's gonna save the day <laughs> yeah and at point two I was thinking going like god where Statham been for a while I'm sure he's gonna come in and save the day <laughs> <laughs> alright so yeah Jurassic World next yeah, week Jurassic World I can't wait I'm really excited to see Jurassic World because I love Jurassic Park. And anything with dinosaurs in it should be fun. I heard it's, I heard it's getting pretty good reviews, so. We'll see. They put an embargo on the reviews, but I'm, most I'm, people. I'm skeptical. I hope I'm proven wrong. It's dinosaurs eating people, dude. What else do you want? Uh, they did that in two other Jurassic Park yeah, movies. Yeah, exactly. That it's great. awesome. Cool. Until next week. Bye.
visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6-NERDS-5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.